they still trying to figure out a way to make this team interesting. Don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't do that. You they said that, but like they're the ones who started it all. What you mean? Okay. What you mean? I don't think that makes them interesting. Sue Storm is the reason. I think you like Sue. Is on the team. <laughs> like, come on. And when Galactus comes to kill everybody, who y'all call? The ultimate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what they gonna do? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, they hit up Reed in the Fantastic Four. So they they do use Reed a lot. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Relaunch. We are your host. I am the king of cameos, Mr. Wong. Oh, I know that's right. And I am um, my homegirl representing for the paralegals out there, Miss Nikki from She-Hulk. Yeah, Nikki's hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fun, fun girl. Yes. How are you? Um, I'm doing well. Fall has officially hit the District of Columbia, so the weather has dropped significantly. It's been very chilly, which is great for me. I have a couple sweaters that I'm ready to debut, and so I'm enjoying that. I got a pumpkin spice latte the other day. I was like, real fall, okay. Yeah, it got it was like cold outside. I was like, oh, <laughs> which makes me kind of scared because it makes me think we're gonna have like a really cold and harsh winter, and I do not like winter. Well, it's going to be 90 degrees today here, so. (laughs) (laughs) It is not cold. (laughs) That's nice. I'm happy for you. We'll be outside. Yeah. (laughs) Well, how are you? I'm great. Um, You know, working, enjoying life, trying to stay busy, trying to stay happy and peaceful. I know that's right. Happy and peaceful is like the baseline. If you can't provide those, you can't be around me. <laughs> you can't be around me. I don't want you disrupting that. Like, I'm fantastic. I'm in a fantastic place. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. What's new? Um, I've been doing some like blade rereading lately. Um, I've just been like thinking about the movie again a lot. I think they actually start filming next month finally, and it's just really reminding me that my love for this character, I don't really know where it comes from because these books are bad. Oh, no. <laughs> and, like, they range, they range from, like, subpar, medium, like, mediocre to, like, bad. Guggenheim has a run. You know how I feel about Guggenheim. Guggenheim is, like, one of the better runs of all of his stuff. And he never gets good art. The art is always very bad. They do this thing with, like, his hair in one of them. Sinestro's hair. The pieces. That, like, widow triangles. The widow <laughs> thing. Yeah, he's, but he's got, like, it's a shaved head. And he just got, like, three of those on the head. The designs are, like, so 90s. It's just not a good look for him. And it's been quite a thing. But I will say, as I've been doing this, I've noticed I've been on the upswing. 
with a lot of his stuff, especially post 2000s. I think once Al Ewing kind of used him in Mighty Avengers and he started making his little cameos in other books, it got a little bit better. I think it got kind of bland because again, they would only bring Blade in to fight vampires. And it was just like, once the vampires was gone, so was he. I think that next change really did come when Aaron used him in Avengers. Again, he brought him in to fight vampires, but he ended up having him join the team. He kind of starts building relationships with the rest of the members a little bit more. He gets boy thing. He, like, fights other people. He gets this new status quo as, like, a sheriff of Vampire Town. Um, He's had a couple of one-shots that have been pretty good as well. So we're getting there. There's still no hint of a British accent in a lot of these, so... That's always kind of funny to me. Yes, Blade is British. His mom is British. He was born in London in a brothel. He was raised there. His dad is Latverian, and he was in prison. His dad is Latverian? Like Doom Latverian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? I did not know that. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, okay. And is he when his Doom? Oh, no. He doesn't go to Latveria. There's not really vampires. <laughs> There's not really vampires. But um, his mom is, like, killed by a vampire. She's, like, drunk while she's um, pregnant with him. And, like, because of that, the enzymes pass it to him. That's how he gets his whole, like, daywalker thing. Um, yeah, that's the belief. His name is Eric Brooks. Again, for those who don't know. Eris Crossbrooks, actually. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just going to be interesting. But yeah, it's just all going to be really interesting. It's reminding me that, like, again, he's on the upswing. I do like the character. I, obviously, like, just my love of vampires, I think, kind of posted that up for a very long time. But now we're actually getting to the point where he's getting good. I think we're at the point now we need a new design, though. Something a little bit more updated, modern. I know this black trench coat military look thing is what the people want. I'm sorry, y'all. I do not like trench coats on costume. (laughs) We gotta get past superhero. What are you doing? (laughs) Especially like one that like moves around. Those are heavy. What are you doing? You know, it gives the effect when they're like fighting. Think of Underworld when she had on her long black coat. I did not like it. Take that coat off, girl. Get to work. Oh, that coat. Take it off. I'll never. Oh my God, the Matrix when they had on their coats. Take the coat off. Uh, <laughs> but that. But then that's also a moment because when they take the coat off, you know it's serious. You get in the business. Like, yes. Oh, it's like, oh, we really got to do something here. So, uh, but that's been my play reread. It's been really exciting to like that's see it get better. <laughs> I've been I've been doing some rereading recently. You no, know, I've reactivated my stand card for Rogue. Um, mm. I used to really, really be a big Rogue fan. Then when she went through her carry phase, when she like gained mm. control of her powers, fully standing then. And then for me, she started to click down because she like permanently absorbed Wonder Man. You know, I love Wonder Man. Mm-hmm. And, like, even though she's yeah. not supposed to be able to do that, he like got in her mm-hmm. not really like that. And like it was obviously such a reason just to bring her back to the 90s because that's all she mm-hmm. was doing after that moment was just the girl on the team who can't touch anybody but she's like super strong like, okay you know, like i love i love superhero rogue that's my favorite her. Um, mm-hmm. i also love flying brick rogue she does need to have like a baseline of powers because because her powers like affect her mentally and she like absorbs psyche and stuff 
I don't think she should always like rely on that, you know, mm-hmm. because that can affect her own mind. So she does need to have some base powers. I love the flying. Mm-hmm. I do like superhero rogue. I don't know if I like punch a stand car for her, but oh yeah, not as active. But I've been thinking about her recently. How I would love to see her do it. Mm-hmm. You know. I think Rogue could honestly be a solo character if they, like, really wanted to push it. Again, I think superhero Rogue is very interesting. I think Rogue leading the Avengers is very interesting. I actually think that's, like, a really good story because when you think about, like, Rogue, when she led the team during the carry run, she kind of wasn't a good leader. But... And they fought the um, Children of the Vault. Yeah, she, like, flopped, like, bad. Ended up in a coma and everything. But nonetheless... (laughs) I think by the time she became the leader of Avengers, she did really well. And I wonder if it's more so a thing where she just grew into being a better leader or if maybe like that team is just like the better team for her type of leadership. But I it think... I mean, at the same time, she... Do you mean the team like her with the Avengers versus the X-Men or the team members that she had? She was kind of surrounded by flops. I was like, X Men. <laughs> a little bit of both, honestly. <laughs> but I mean, but it also makes me think it's like because she has done all these things, has she grown enough to the point where she can kind of just go on her own? I think obviously the biggest thing that stops her is she doesn't have a rose gallery of her own. But there are tons of like cueless villains out there who aren't being used or who haven't been used in decades who could be coming in to do that for her. And, and her connection with Carol also, like, I feel like that's something that helps align her and move her into that solo hero space. Like, oh, you know, I had a little bit of her in me too, and that's what she do, and, like, I feel that, and I've grown to this. I can do that too. Yeah. And, I mean, and she does have one of my favorite, probably my favorite story arc, like, story trope for a character, the villain to hero. Mm. Still kind of still kind of villainous like sometimes she probably still helped mystique because like <laughs> that's her mama that's my mama <laughs> <laughs> i just wish i would like to see her have a little bit more of a lane i think you're probably right solo might be the route for her uh, i think it could be good for her i think it i think again especially if you move her into this space of like she was just on the x-men she loves being a superhero again. She is former Avenger. She was the X-Men. She wants to continue to do that. She wants to continue to help people. I think she's kind of been at this spot now where a lot of the older X-Men, and we've talked about this before, they can't really go back to doing the things that they like used to do when it was just a handful of mutants on the team. I feel like it would be a regression. So even putting Rogue as someone who's just another girl on the team, it always kind of feels like this is a girl who's led the Avengers, who's led the X-Men, who... Who's beaten them all? Who's like been the teacher? Then the guy she's fought Bastion on her own. She's done all these things. Having her just be your subordinate, it feels a little like mm, that. Don't that don't seem right? <laughs> and you've already done it. <laughs> you've already done that. So if she's on this team and she's not the leader, then what is she really doing here? She and then if Rogue's whole thing is that she wants to be a hero and she wants to save people, she should go do that. She should be Krakoa's like superhero, Krakoa's solo superhero. Yeah, I think her solo question or tie that to. Yeah, that's wild. She wasn't even present for any of that stuff, but <laughs> they need the girl in the coat. Gotta move on. 
Um, <laughs> um, okay, so there weren't too many big updates this week, um, but getting into it, there was an announcement for the Fantastic Four movie mm-hmm. coming from Marvel Studios. They have now tapped uh, Jeff Kaplan and Ian Fringer to write the movie. And um, it's been quite the interesting bit on social media to see people's reaction to this because they don't have like a big catalog for mm-hmm. like being writers like at all. <laughs> They've only worked <laughs> on like a few a few indie projects, so they haven't really worked on anything big. Some people think that this is great. You know, this will give them a chance to do something big and have them give a fresh eyes, a fresh take on Fantastic Four or a superhero property instead of like, you know, something you're used to. Yeah. Others are saying that they got they got no names so they could tell them what to do. So who oh, knows? That's true. <laughs> oh. So you know, I was about to go into this whole thing about like, oh, support new talent and you know, give them the job and let them do it. But then once you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I could see that happen too. And you know, it's corporate America is so crazy. Because that's exactly how they think. I'll never forget, I had a job back in the day, and my boss, we were talking about hiring somebody for this position. And there was this one person who I really liked, but she wanted the other person. And I'll never forget, she was like, he seems a little bit more malleable. And I was like, what you mean? (laughs) I was like, and like, that has always stuck with me. It's just like, "Mm, people are nasty. You got to watch it. I can see that, especially Marvel. I don't know. Feige's clicking down, though, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to steer the ship into the right place. Um, I do am getting excited for... I'm saying Feige, he should have got some Blade News in there. He's a flop until I hear anything. I think they're waiting for um, Black Panther to come. (sighs) Okay. I think they are. I I would not be surprised if it was like attached to that. They're probably gonna put that in the theater and like Black Panther's out. The trailer for that will also be in. Mm. We'll see. Promo. It will be. Black Panther. <laughs> they are. I know I am. That Namor thing is like so exciting. The new uh, Entertainment Weekly cover they just dropped with him, Shuri, and Angela Bassett on it. Looking great. Can't wait. You have any predictions? No, not really. I think I'm going into it with like I do. I I predict I'm going to cry actually at some point during mm. the movie. But other than that, no, not really. I really am excited to see Namor though. I might punch my MCU Namor fan card. That's fair. <laughs> I think they. They might want to go ahead and give him that synergy juice too. Like, <laughs> it's going to be six. so interesting because how are they going to give it to him? <laughs> that is like a very specific thing. And like, are they just going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised if they just like just did it and said because oh, it hit everybody else in some type of way. And like, to, um, Macari, yeah, Macari came back a black woman, and they just never so, said okay. anything. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I think they might create a new character though, or they might like find another kingdom of Atlantis that is connected oh. to that one, so they can still bring that in some type of way. Because they, try, I mean, they tried it with the Valkyrie a couple of times. How many? I ain't never seen so many black Valkyries in Marvel in my life. It's like four now. 
<laughs> I know. I'm, I think they tried one time to just like bring a girl that looked just like the one from uh, Yeah. Rock. But that one, I don't think she clicked all the way. So then they made Runa up. Mm-hmm. They got the other multi. They just it's, they got the three little yeah. black witches. From, that was a good book. I might go back and read that. <laughs> A lot of stuff I've been seeing with big stuff happening. So, mm. good comic content. There has been, and spooky season's coming up, so I need to redo. Like, I want to make a list of all my kind of horror comics and that deal with things. I've actually been making one about all my vampire comics because you know, again, I love a blame. Maybe that's why I've been reading Blade books also. Look at that; it all works out. But there's so many comic books about vampires. And I don't think I've ever realized that. And I'm just like, this is so good. This is really for me. It just popped up in Captain Marvel. Randomly like a vampire spectrum. We need an event. That's what they need to do. After whatever Marvel's doing, like the next summer event needs to be vampire focus. I want them everywhere. Jackalus got his little team in Russia. We got the vampires in Otherworld. There's like a lot. Blade's got this new prominence. That's actually probably what they're waiting for. With his the exterminators. Movie. They're there too. <laughs> so anyways you know? back to the fantastic four yes the fantastic four are they found their writers and allegedly now they'll be focusing on casting the now, oh god opinion, that means that jim didn't make the short list and probably won't be coming back as re- good there have been so many rumors about, oh, this person got cast and this person should be that. And I don't think they had even started even looking yet. I think there probably are ideas. They said, man, we don't even know what this movie is going to be about. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Like, y'all got to calm down. They still trying to figure out a way to make this team interesting. Don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't do that. They said, say that, but like they're the ones who started it all. What you mean? Okay. What you mean? I don't think that makes them interesting. Sue Storm is the reason. I think you like Sue. On the team. (laughs) Like, come on. And when Galactus comes to kill everybody, who y'all call? The ultimate. Okay. <laughs> what they gonna do? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, they hit up Reed in the Fantastic Four. So they they do use Reed a lot. They do. We'll be talking about that a lot later, actually. Um, so mm. let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Okay. All right, hello everyone, and welcome back for the comic section. Another review, and we had—I had a kind of another like slightly small pull list this week, so I don't know. I'm kind of nervous because I feel like that means the next few weeks are about to be like very heavy, jam packed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a very exciting week, nonetheless. We had some new number ones. We had some like continuations of some events. Some things happen. So let's get into mm-hmm. all. Of- um, I do want to make some mentions of the week. Uh, Avengers number 60 was out. It is. It, it was the Axe tie-in because everybody got a tie-in to Axe, apparently. And we actually yeah. had a guest writer on this issue. It was Mark Russell and Greg Lane was doing some of the art. 
And it was about Hawkeye. So if you're a fan of Hawkeye, I think you'll be into it. That's why it's only getting mentioned. And <laughs> Strange Number Six came out this week also. That continues to be a really good story, but this issue was more uh, focused on Wong. And Jean Grey made an appearance, so she was there. And Batman The Night Number Nine was also out. <laughs> and anyone who knows me knows I've been talking about this series. Like, it is not inventing the, reinventing the wheel of Batman's stories of dealing with him in the past. It's just kind of another tale of him going through his training and all the stuff he did. This issue is really exciting because Ghostmaker's in it. He showed up last mm. issue. He's in this one, and then it's like their first time meeting Rachel Ghoul and Tyler and dealing with all that. He wants them to fight, and Batman's like, I'm not going to fight him, but Ghostmaker's like, well, I'm going to fight you. And so that's how the issue ends, because that's basically how their relationship is. But I like Ghostmaker. He's a star. I love that. I love that, like, They've even gotten you reading Batman books. Okay. <laughs> like, like, it's just... It is disgusting. It wow, is disgusting. <laughs> it is just like, wow. But you know, it's also interesting because all these Batman books that I'm reading, he's just like the old guy. Yeah, he's kind of there. The books are good when he's just kind of there. Yeah, everybody like, else around him is good. Everybody else is around him and doing things because they just keep telling him, you oh, you can't keep doing this by yourself and blah, blah, blah. It's like, whatever, okay. But then also, on the flip side of that, all the other stories are just additions to his past. Mm-hmm. It's like, we can't come up with something else. Yeah. I mean, currently in the present, he, again, in his other books, he's talking about being too old. Or like, but he's still getting active, gave up his money or something. I don't know. I get through that cycle anyway, yeah. I give him his props. The book sale, he's got me reading it, and it is good, I'm not going to lie. So I get it. I get it. It's like, whatever. Do what you got to do. Keep doing it. But let's get to the main books. And the first one is Fantastic Four, number 47. And that comes from David Pepos and Wonka Ball. Mm Mm-hmm. They always yeah, so, waste the artists on these boring ass teams. Wasn't a waste to me, baby, because this is hot. <laughs> so I dipped back into Fantastic Four. Um, you know, I started off the series back in 2018 when it first uh, got their relaunch post Secret Wars and had they been shelved for a while because of the like Fox stuff. But you know, after that was done, <laughs> then dark. They, dark times. And then they came back and. No secret, I did not like the slot run at all, so I um, <laughs> dro- <laughs> I dropped that. But I came back for this issue because, um, not because it's an axe tie-in, which this was, but because it was a Sue Storm-focused issue, or at least it was being, um, like, oh, okay. that way. So uh, this issue opens up with um, Reed giving a message to everyone saying, hey, I'm going into my think tank because the Celestial is here. Like, I'm going to figure out a problem for this, which automatically, for me, makes this a great book. One of the issues that have happened a lot with the Fantastic Four within recent years has been the over-reliance on Reed. A lot of writers, their favorite characters end up being either Reed and or The Thing. So they end up getting Mm -hmm. most of the page time. Um, And with Reed... A lot of the Fantastic Four missions go like this. There's a villain. The other three will fight it. Reed mm-hmm. will come up with a solution, MacGuffin some science together, and win the day. And <laughs> then they all go home and be a family. So Reed is always like the one that kind of doing it. So to put him off 
away mm-hmm. in this issue right away. It's already. something different. <laughs> already into it. So um, Sue is in the Baxter building. She's like talking to everyone in there, talking to one of the uh, women who works in there, asking her about like her girlfriend and talking about her smoking habits and um, like really showing how Sue is just like a personable person. She talks to everyone around here. There's a new intern that comes in. She's going to be working in accounting. Her and uh, Sue take the elevator together. Long story short, this lady ends up like being Bolette or the exterminatrix, um, mm. who is a, she is the daughter of a, a Fantastic Four villain. His name was like Cosmic Man. Um, he hated the Fantastic Four because after they got their powers and became famous, like, he felt like they never deserved it or didn't do anything with their powers. And when he had a daughter, he, like, trained her to be, like, an assassin and, like, just a murderer. And she, um, she dated Novar. Or I don't know if it was this version or, like, an alternate version of her, but he dated an Abelette. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm and Karen Gillen. Midas, Abelette yeah. Midas? Yeah, her. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was, like, this a thing in, uh, See, she gets around. I love that. I love a like a villain that's like in the ponytail with the, the high ponytail. Heel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I stand. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, she gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's like in this and she's talking to Sue and she basically infiltrates the place, blows up the elevator that they're in. Sue is like dangling off the end of it. Uh, she helps the uh, janitor who was in there with them and helps him get down to safety, really cool showcasing of her powers. And basically, um, Obelette or Exterminatrix, she has now the the Midas Foundation. She's got like a whole like army of people that she has with her and they are infiltrating the Baxter building because they wanted to steal information from Reed's think tank because she's thinking like, this is the perfect time to do this because the heroes are going, the heroes are gonna win like they're gonna beat the celestial, right? So like, why not use while they're all distracted? <laughs> why not come? I love this? a villain who respects their heroes. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know they're gonna get to work and do their job, so I'm gonna do mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, she Sue has these really cool moments where she's like using her powers and breaking out. So does the thing. They've all been kind of separated out. Thing is being attacked by the mindless ones. Those are those like gray creatures with the yeah, yeah. So I beams. He's being attacked by one of those. Uh, human torches outside of the Baxter building, and there's this force field around. He's trying to break in. Um, it felt exactly how it was being, um, kind of promoted, which was uh, what's that movie with when he says uh, Yippie Kaye? Um, man. With, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Julie okay. the name. Oh my God. Are you like Googling Yippie Kai? I'm Googling it right now. Okay. Yeah, Yippie. Die Hard. Oh my God. Why was I not think of that? (laughs) Oh. Oh my gosh. So this is being marketed as like Sue in Die Hard. In a Die Hard. Um, And that's, mm -hmm, that's kind of what this is, where she was being. She's held up in the Baxter building and like they're coming to attack her. The Mass Foundation anyway has taken over. She's trying to break out and the next issue we'll see more of like the mission because Abelette oh. did at the end make it to the think tank. So So is this is this like the new writer? 
Is he? Is it? What's going on? Or no, this is just he will be writing this issue, and I think the next one, uh, forty-eight, <laughs> and then I think the run is done. The following series will be uh, by a new uh, creative team. Okay. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad Sue like, got a nice like, issue. Uh, new Mutants ending with, uh, and they're but they're bringing on. I think Vita's leaving, but they're bringing on a different writer to like write a couple issues before I, whatever. I think this is. The same mm. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, it's, it's Wonka Ball is a good artist, so congrats on that. Oh, the, the art was the art was hot. Yes. But I feel like the Fantastic Four has never had bad art. No, they don't. Everyone likes to draw them. The thing is, I have a really big fan base. I think people just like the rocks. Mm. Okay. What would you rate the issue? I would give this issue a, um, a four out of five, four point five out of five. Uh, I feel like the next issue I'll like it even more because it's gonna be like the, you know, the mm-hmm. big action issue where everything's kind of coming all together. But this was fantastic. Sue had a great showing using her abilities. Um, and her force fields, so I loved it. Okay, that's cool. Good for Sue. For, so I'm excited for Sue. Gets a lot. Okay. Well, next up on the list, we had a new number one. Both of you mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, Exterminators number one, and that is from Leah Williams and Carlos Gomez. And this was like Dazzler's grand return to the book. She's been MIA for quite some time, so you know I had to support it because she's like number three on my list of girls. And this issue was kind of been solicited as like a mature grindhouse um cheesecakey like title there's bombs there's boobs there's cussing there's gore basically dancer starts out the issue she's breaking up with some random guy and i guess he cheated on her so she's taking him out of her apartment she calls jubilee and she's like you know i just broke up with adam so let me finish (laughs) (laughs) She goes Jubilee and she's like, you know, I just broke up with Adam. I just want to go out and have a good time. Jubilee, Jubilee is like, okay, cool. Boom Boom's here too. They meet her at a bar. They, she's like, I'm ready to get drunk. They're doing it. They're vamping. Alex, the boyfriend, pops up. He's a vampire. They kidnap the girls and they send them to basically what seems like a giant simulation. They're all in different parts. Jubilee is suddenly like in this big death race. Um, Boom Boom is afloat a some piece in this like gastric uh, ocean where monsters are coming to attack her every time she moves. Dazzler is stuck in a maze being tra- uh, chased by vampires. And they're all like trying to get out of their respective situations. Eventually they do through lots of power usage and explosions and blood and gore and guts get back together. They realize that they're being watched by all of these people that they're probably in a simulation. And by the end of the issue, we see that Laura Wolverine is also there, possibly mind controlled, possibly of her own accord. And she is like killing all these people. And because the girls just got out of their situation, their next task is apparently going to be to fight her. And that's how the issue is. Um, It's fun. It's fun. It's like a fun thing. Like you said, there are like some oddities. I think if you're going in with like this kind of thing of wanting to see like close characters who have always known each other, like interacting. It's not that. Cause again, like Dazzler calls Jubilee and it very much gives like, oh, all of my other friends are busy. So I've just been talking to you. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. because like you're around because Jubilee is obviously by herself because at this time, you know, Betsy's the delay. In the other world. Yeah, Bessie's in the other world. Space. Who's she gonna in call? space. 
Rogue out doing whatever with her man. You know what I'm saying? Long shots nowhere to be found. Emma, who might also be her friend, is like doing her own thing. Jubilee's here. And Boom Boom is with Jubilee. And I just broke up with my man. And I want you to come out and hang out and get me drunk. And that's what it is. And so, like, that's a good time. Um, I'm assuming the delays, like, obviously push this back a lot because Jubilee's by herself. So I assume this is at the time where, like, Betsy and Shogo and them are stuck in the other world. And she is, like, alone. Hanging out with Jubilee. Uh, Boom Boom is, like, fun. She's making her bombs. They're bantering. Some of the humor didn't really land with me. There were a couple of jokes. I was kind of like, ah, this isn't for me. But, again, I get the appeal of, like, it's fun. It's Grindhouse. It's going to... I'm going to stick around for the next issue. I like seeing that. Uh, she was using her powers. That was cool. Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> the art Sometimes is nice also. All we need. Um, Gomez does, like, a good job at, like, expressions. And I feel like the kind of... Um, cheesecake aspects that they want to like tie up or like done and em- emphasize well obviously like the girls are getting their clothes scratched off so you know Dazzle's a, Dazzle's a boob girl she's got big tits so like that is emphasized in this book um Boom Boom's coming out in some like skimpy Barbie doll dress that she's like loving showcasing off Jubilee makes a joke about how she looks like if Barbie were a sex addict and so Damn. it's cute <laughs> I'd give it um, all in all probably like a 3.5 out of 5 I thought it was enjoyable it's a good time I think I'm gonna stick around for another issue and see how we go Fun. I'm excited I will interested to know how Laura got there like what she be doing but I guess like that was Wolverine's thing too he always would just Wolverine pop sells the book <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just yeah. pop up in a random place the so. same way that Logan has a following, so does Laura as Wolverine. So like, I know. She is like the thing. I really don't think of her as X-23 anymore. Me neither. I, think I actually... I think of her as the as Wolverine. That sells, so we gotta yeah. pull her around somewhere. <laughs> 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 um, okay, and last stuff on the list is Judgment Day number five. It's from Karen Gillen and Valerio Skeepy. And, um, you know, I, I picked this issue up. Oh, you jumped back in as well, because I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know too much about what was going on. Obviously, I've missed a couple of issues since then. But I don't know. I, I kind of got spoiled on the ending of this. And I was oh, like, I, oh, this time was high. Did you, did you scroll <laughs> through Twitter at like 8 in the morning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the newspaper. It was the first page I see. I was like, oh. But I was like, oh. I mean, I'm into that. But so... You guys got to bear with me. See, you were supposed to help me fill in the gaps because I hadn't been here. I, I may be able to help you a little bit. Basically, they're just trying to fight the giant Eternal. And Jean- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Celestial, excuse me. Um, They ain't beat him yet. He's like dragging everybody. And like, as he's going through, he's talking about it. And Jean uses her telepathy to project a message of like Captain America talking to the Celestial. The Celestial kills him, so like everyone sees it. They're going through all this stuff. Let's just skip right to the end, which is the exciting part. Because Wait, after... He, I, kill, he killed the actual Celestial, not a vision no, that she made? the Celestial killed Steve. Oh. And Nightcrawler. So Gene put something in his head. No, no. So, the, Jean, so like they sent Captain America to go and talk to the Celestial because oh. Captain America is like hope. He is the man. He's the one you get. So while he's doing this, Gene is projecting his thoughts to the entire world so they can all hear the conversation. And and him trying to like 
tell the celestial don't kill us. We're good people. Whose idea was that? Why did everybody else need to know? Hers. <laughs> Never mind. Exactly. So the celestial in, in retaliation kills <laughs> Steve. <laughs> and not everybody saw. And like, yeah, not everybody sees. And so as they're going through these motions to try and defeat this celestial, by the end of the issue, we discover we only have a few eggs left because gold balls have also been killed. And I guess he hasn't been brought back yet. And so they want to use one to bring back somebody. Exodus is getting hot. He's like, don't do this. It's not a good idea. It goes against the Cohen law. Uh, Nightcrawler is like, we need somebody who can lead this team to defeat this celestial. And this is not someone, basically not Cyclops. We need somebody who is like the guy who can lead us to save the entire world. And who pops out of an egg? Captain America with his shield. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't know how to I don't know how the shield got in the egg, but it looks the cool. Im- the image I saw the is picture. Hot. It looks cool. <laughs> the image is hot. Okay. Like, I saw somebody say that too on Twitter, like, oh, uh, how did his shield get in there? And it's like, it looks cool. That's why. Don't worry about it, because you needed to know who it is. You know, what would have made it even cooler if it was Sam? I'm just oh. saying. I think that's what Judgment Day is missing. Captain America. Sam. Nasty. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nasty. I'm just saying. It would have been hot. But I don't know. The issue's hot. You know, I did tap out of Judgment Day for a little bit because, again, I realized it's kind of like more focused on the Eternals. I think it's good. I think it's well written. I think the action looks good. I think there's a lot of emotional weight and stuff happening here. I didn't really get too deep into it because I didn't understand a lot what was happening because I missed a couple issues. But, like, I was like, oh, this is hot. It looks good. The mutants are getting judged. The Eternals are getting judged. The Avengers are getting judged. It's going to be a good event when it's all set and done. See now the implications that will happen if they a if they don't just mind wipe everybody and say this was all a dream and you didn't even remember anything mm-hmm. that you saw here. Um, how everyone is going to react to a. Uh, Captain America being brought back to life and be mm-hmm. oh so you guys can like resurrect anybody like it's not just you, me- you going to pick and choose <laughs> but I mean everybody would be like that the virtue signaling is like not clear they know if the humans had access to resurrection they would not be going to tell the mutants. Just like how that man said to Emma at the Hellfire Gala. He was like, we don't even care about y'all having resurrection or giving it to everybody else. Well, we need to know if we can get it for, like, specific political leaders or, like, really high-ranking people. That's what we need. It's just a thing to monotonize it. And, I mean, that's when I should have known that this was going to be something that's possible because Emma said, well, let me think about it. I'll tell the council. So Okay. She had no problem. Put some money in her face. Do anything. See, and I mean, they had no kind of uh, issue with it in this book. Like they just were like, "Oh, he back." Yeah, I mean, so no one knows that. Like that's how the issue ends. Obviously, like his shield is popping out of the egg, so we don't know. Obviously, like Exodus was against it. Obviously, the five was like, "Whatever, we're gonna do it." Nightcrawler was all about it. We'll see how it goes next issue. I wouldn't they resurrect gold balls back to get more eggs, but I wonder if that's going to happen in the next issue. Probably. 
Maybe. I mean, they run, they're running out of eggs. Why would you also, why would you ever send him into battle to go and get killed? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, no. Or at least, like, make a clone of him or something to send up there. I don't know. Do something. Don't send him. I'll probably tell him to do it. Yeah, she's the queen of bad decisions, too. Exactly. But nonetheless, I give this a four out of five. I think it's high. Maybe a four point five out of five. Actually, I think it's high. I think it's like big. It's verbose. It's Gillen. He writes good stuff. Edie's art is amazing. It's really interesting to see here where how far he's come. Because I remember, I think I say it all the time, but when he first started writing or drawing, Journey into Mystery with Sif, that was like his first comics work. And like to see him grow from that to this, King. Shout out to the whole team. But those were the books of the week. Okay, well, let's go ahead and shift over into the book club of the week. And this week we read some more of New X-Men. And um, we were wrapped up the Quest for Magic arc, um, which I get now why y'all like it. Yeah. It's because it made Pixie useful. First of all, Pixie's always been useful. Let's not try it. I don't know about that. This made her useful. She had nothing before this. Now she got she her teleportation and her individual. little dagger. Her dagger was hot too, baby. When she whipped that <laughs> thing out, I was like, yes! Exactly. So let's all thank Ileana for giving her that dagger and mm-hmm. teaching her that spell. Because without mm-hmm. it, she'd be just another mm-hmm. mutant. We do it. We, she'd do fine. Don't worry. She was, she was the young girl at the time. She was the sidekick. They were going to find something for her to do regardless. Cute wings, power, illusion. She had to wear a helmet. Because <laughs> she was young. <laughs> she, was, she was like nine. Who are you talking about? Okay. Helmet she was girl like with nine. Little... <laughs> she was useless. <laughs> she distracted Hope. Oh my gosh. Ah, Pixie, what a girl. It girl. Like I said, this, again, it gave her something useful. Um, I found it interesting that they're, like, trying to fight back Mephisto and is just struggling mm-hmm. each way. Like, this Bless squad them. is struggling. I was like, yeah, that's a shame. They were. But shout out to Mercury and Dust for being those girls and coming true. through. True to them. Yeah, it's true for them. And shout out to Serge and Hellion. They were like hell bent on trying to come down there and try to help their friends. Yeah. They, you know, did whatever they could do. None of them ended up beating Mephisto. Magic ended up, ended up doing that in the Blasco. End. But, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Blasco. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting because I feel like this was really the turning tide for this team. And it was so interesting because I feel like the book ends not too long after. But it's pretty much it was just kind of like this is really what made it all kind of like click and be like, oh yeah, this is like their story. This is going to be the one. (laughs) When this is what they're (laughs) going to do. Because it was the really first time. Again, (laughs) I think it was the first time you had seen all of them together like this, like all of the new X Men. But I feel like they had been kind of elite few because before this you know they were it was like 50 of them in the book exactly like, we this book club it was a lot of them it was a lot and then they went on down and this was the first time again we saw them kind of trying to have a quiet moment where they get sucked back into it all but then they come back together and we see this whole student body or what's left of it working together and becoming the screw i think that's what oh i get it new x-men fans 
I understand. Yeah. I do understand new X-Men fans out there. I do completely understand why you would like this team. And it just makes men like Jordan White nasty. Because why would you get in an interview and tell these people that their characters are important? I don't want to hear what you have to say. But nonetheless. (laughs) I'm just saying. I don't want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) Quest for Magic was an amazing art. It was great for making Pixie useful. I completely understand why people like that arc now. Like, it really did give her something. It, that's it was great. Like, we got her like a little... The black. Yeah, her, she lost a little black bit of her hair. soul. Her hair became black a little bit. I'm glad we actually got rid of that, though, when we're back to full pink. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I would see what they were trying to go for with the, like, the, the mix. Yeah. But I think it, it, it truly was also, yes, a turning moment for Pixie and really kind of elevating her to that next level. She became the the teleporter girl. She filled that role with magic sometimes. She grew up a little bit. Again, she was the character. Wallflower had died. Wallflower, I feel like in the beginning half of the book was that character who portrayed like the innocence and the youth and like you were kind of making her harder. Once M-Day happened and all we lost all these mutants, all the kids were kind of hard. Who was the only one who still had any real innocence was Pixie. And then even after all of this stuff happened, she still maintained a little bit. She still tried to say something. But like she was the one who had to become hard and she had to become a little bit more edged out. So shout out to her. Useful as another word for it. But I like it. I This team, <sighs> it's interesting to see where they were in this in New X-Men mm. versus where they all are now. Because mm. uh, a knoll in this, in one of the later issues, I think this was 42 that we wrote for this week, a knoll is, um, I think he kind of like, um, kind of came out a little bit. And he also like gained a new arm in this because he like lost it in mm-hmm. magic. It seemed like him and uh, Rockslide, he's like made of like magma now um, mm-hmm. because of everything that happened in Limbo. Um, they're trying to give these characters a little bit of something extra, but like, it's interesting to see where they were in this new X-Men versus where they all are now in Krakoa. Like, Elixir is in this, and he's kind of been treated like the sad boy in this, but now he's like... Yeah. He's, he's that boy. He's the five. He's in the five. Mercury he's the savior. She's, oh. like, trying to be there for her friends, but now she's... She's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> she's nowhere to be seen, which is, like, really sad. Yeah. I think, again, I've said this before about these characters, they just need their own lane now. And because mm-hmm. we don't have a school, they need something Again, else. Again, earlier, this... earlier when we were re- doing this reread, and I was like, what else do they do outside of BD students? And you were like, that's all they, that's it. This is what they do. They were well, now that they don't have a school, like, what else are they, they going to do? But again, that's why I also say I don't think it's a good idea for them to be on things like Bishop's War College. If that's going to, unless it's a team that's being treated as a almost military unit that is like adults. If you are treating them like a training camp to learn how to do things, still in that student mode, no. You should be like the agents. You've already been certified. This is just the new squad we're putting together. You just got to learn how to work together. I shouldn't be having to like teach you how to use your powers or like you're doing basic things like trying to do a Hulk class that you've done a million times already. <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about? Anol is another one. Like you say, Anol is in this book. He is like coming out, he's getting new arms, he's, like, growing up. But then you get to new He tried to be a leader, though, and, like, that did not work. Yeah, sometimes 
Every every girl can't leave. <laughs> but they go You're over trying to, to tell people to listen to him, but nobody listens. And they doing this, and he's doing the same thing, but this time he's doing it with Rainboy and Ugly Cosmo. It doesn't make sense. And so you get into this section with these characters. Yeah, they're great. We have these moments with them, but you cannot see them together like this anymore because every time you do, they're just going to be students. You got to put Mercury on like an X Force. You got to have Bling go be on. I don't know. What would um? I kind of like that. She's got the powers for it. Um, I don't know. What will Bling do? Something. Well, she just lost the boat. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> them doing different things and like that's how they'll grow. And again, you have it similar to a new mutant situation where the only time they do kind of get together is a reunion. New mutants came out this week, and that's what the big issue was. It was just like them on a ship reminiscing about the old days. But that's all it is because at the end of the day, they got to go do other stuff. Well, most of them have to go do other stuff. Sam's retired. Bobby's got to go do stuff on Arako. Magic has got to go be an X-Man. Warpath is going to go teach. Bane is, I don't know, going to cry or something. That's it. <laughs> they'll hang out and they'll keep it moving. And that's what the new X-Men have to do as well. Pixie yeah, and Dust don't talk to these to kids at Pixar. all. And it has like been amazing for them. She does not. Yeah. <laughs> the girls got out and said bye. <laughs> yeah. Look at Arma. Arma's losing the vote. Arma about to lose the vote for a third year in a row. Okay. Yeah. Let's be serious. She was on sword for a bit though. She got a job. She lost that apparently too. Yeah, I don't know what that's to do, but they do with that. But the rest of them need to have their own lane, otherwise, like. They're never gonna get used. You can't and you can't just have their lane be X-Men because now that's just a popularity contest. Anybody, everybody on this island can be an X-Men now. So like yeah. what else are you gonna do? Yeah. Like a main main line. And their their role before were the students, the squads, you know, but that's just not what they are. They, they can't be doing that. There's so many kids now. There's so many mm-hmm. kids. Stand out. What you wanna do? What do you who do you wanna who do you wanna hang out with? Mm-hmm. Who do you want to put yourself around and where you want to be? That's what you need to do. A no. What do you want to do? He's poor no. Like he's gone so like that is like one character who we have truly seen regress in real time. Because they have done so many things with him trying to move him forward, but he keeps getting put back into the space of being the student trying to move forward. Pixie is technically younger than him, and she's a cop. I was gonna ask that. Or like, or bring that up anyway. Like, she is technically younger, but they look about the same age now. Like, she, she look older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, she got surpassed. I mean, she surpassed him. Oh, she surpassed them all. Especially it out. again, like you said, the magic thing helped. But then once Fraction came in and he made her like the main girl of the it's Utopia same. era and all that stuff. Oh, it was a wrap. And then Dust got lucky because she went outside the team. She became a champion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess these other kids, they could always become like another new mutants or they just need to go their separate ways. But I mean, they can't really become a new mutants because I don't even know how many of them are left. (laughs) I think if you... I think if you treat them like a new mutant, you have to do it in the way that new mutants is kind of doing now, where you really take different generations of the kids and like mix the groups up. You'll get like a core group 
obviously, like, let's say who just lost the vote, Bling, uh, Armor, Surge, and the Gentle. Like, those are your four new X-Men right there. And then with that, you mix in other people. You either mix in new younger students or you mix in those new X-Men who we didn't get to see much of. So that's when you put a trance on the team or Loa or who else was there? Indra. Indra. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when you kind of, like, have to do that for them if you're going to really make the new X-Men team again. But if you're if it's not going to be anything like that, if you're just going to put Hellion, Surge, um, Gentle, Pixie, Dust, Mercury, like, no. They'll do something else. Yeah, because I could just go pull up those old comics and do that again if I wanted that. But who knows? Maybe they just... I don't think there's really a lane for those young characters. You know, we've talked about this before on the show where we've talked about those, like, Titans-aged characters yeah. where they need to have their own lane, but it doesn't really exist because they just never let them age up. I think it could. I think there could be. I think if you treat them similar to how you treated the New Mutants in the 90s during the road trip era, where it's like these are like college kids kind of like leaving off of Krakoa to go do something else, you can do it. But again, it's not going to be all of them. You can only take a handful. And so at that point, you got to pick and choose. Like, And I think that's the thing that a lot of people might have to think about when you think about like your favorite characters in Krakoa. Is what you want your favorite character to do helping them in any real way, or does it feel more like a regression? If I was to take Pixie out of Legion of X and make her a new X-Man who's like road tripping trying to find herself with the new X, with that team again, I don't know. That doesn't feel right because it feels like over here she has a, a space where she's doing something she's getting that time and like she's uh got this exciting development versus to go i don't know away from all that to figure herself out again sounds very regressive to me they have to pick need it. it's like even like i even think of somebody like frenzy um which is an interesting case because she is technically in this space where she has like a really good position within the Krakoan era and like the Marvel Universe as the ambassador for S.W.O.R.D. and meeting all these people. However, that's a very limited role. You're not going to see her in too much. I, I would love to see her in something like X-Men, where she gets to go be a superhero and do like these exciting things, but also then she can't be the S.W.O.R.D. ambassador either. So it's like, which one would I rather have? Would I rather have her like in this thing where she gets like minor appearances right now, but it could, it's leading to a bigger story because you know Al Ewing's gonna have her do something big, and sure. or do I just have her in this thing that she's in regularly that honestly might not be as good, and I just kind of gotta like take it mm -hmm. because she's there. We've all been there with some faves before. <laughs> I'm there right now with a couple. <laughs> like a, uh, you know. So that's right. well, new X Men fans, definitely let us know what you think about where you want to see the characters and see them grow and how you see them then versus now. Um, also, we've only got three more issues of this now, so let us know if you want to reread something else or if you want to switch and maybe rewatch something old from back in the day that we can watch some. Mm, movie. I love a classic. Classic TV shows. Maybe we could watch the Daredevil series from Netflix. All that. You know, we pay for these streaming services. We got to start using them. So okay. we should probably start using it and watching some of this stuff. So 
Uh, let's take a break and then we'll come right back. Cool. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another watch. And we're getting into episode, what was this, episode five of She-Hulk? Yes, episode yes. five. It's six? Yes. That's crazy. And we still haven't seen Daredevil yet. Okay, whatever, that's fine. Um, but <laughs> nonetheless, let me just tell you something. I really like this show. And, you know, I really enjoyed Miss Marvel because of, like, that family aspect and everything that was going on there. And this one, I love that it's just kind of slice of life. I feel like the Marvel Universe is a very strange place. A lot of crazy things happen there. You got hoax, you got aliens, you got monsters, you got frozen super soldiers. It's the works. And you always kind of wonder for a lot of these normal people, like, what it's like to live there. Or to be this superpower person who doesn't want to be a superhero and, like, get involved in all that mess. And I love that this is just that. This is just, like, Jen as she helps navigating her life and doing all of these things. And it's just, like, very heartwarming to see. I love it. I like the show. It's, it's really good. Um, I think that anyone who says they knew She-Hulk but came into this show expecting a bunch of action scenes and it to be, like, you know, Infinity War, you didn't really know She-Hulk. <laughs> that's, that's not who she is. Um, this is exactly what I would have expected a She-Hulk show to be like. And honestly, I think this is the first show I felt like, oh, I could see a season two of this. Like, and them just yeah. doing more uh, of her and her life and having more cameos from different uh, people come into the show. Like, obviously, maybe even bigger name ones than the ones we've gotten so far. Um, so this has been the first time I'm like, okay, this is a show. It feels like a, a TV show. It, it felt like a really good episode of the show of like something you'd be watching prime time. Like, you know, you know, ate dinner, maybe you eat dinner depending on whatever. Comes on after like Dharma and Greg or Will and Grace or something like that. And I was like, yes, the scenes with her and Titania at the wedding, I loved it. Let me tell you, Jamila, <laughs> she might have got me. <laughs> she got me too. You know, she I was I was a little I was a little apprehensive at first. I was like, I don't really know. But she got me. <laughs> I liked her a lot in this. You know, I like Titania. Mm-hmm. Only thing I want for this now is if they do end up doing a season two, mm-hmm. she's gotta have Crusher. I need to have her being like, mm-hmm. my man, my man, my man. She needs a man. <laughs> that would be cute. Yeah. But I really like what they've done with her. I thought the fight scene at the wedding was like really well done and it was a cute little tussle. And again, I like their relationship because it kind of shows that again. They like each other a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. it's given, we could be homegirls if you wasn't getting on my nerves. And exactly. I <laughs> Very bad. And, I love watching them fight. Yeah, it was cute. It was, it was a lot better than the first one. I hope we get to see it, like, at least one more time before the series ends, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. But everything else was really good. I liked seeing Jen kind of, like, again, once again, dealing with being She-Hulk versus being her regular self and, like, talking to the guy at the wedding and getting her flirt on. I really enjoyed this uh, background part that's simmering with whoever's watching her and trying to get a sample of her. Seeing Nikki and Mallory doing the lawyer thing, hot. That's, like, a great little duo right there. And I love that we got to learn a little bit more about her. The Mr. Immortal, he was hilarious. Yes. Jumping out the window. Also a mutant. They're here. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> they are here. They are coming. 
Um, I really did like the stuff with him and his exes, you know. Yeah. Um, the wife and the husband. <laughs> who said mm-hmm. I had the I put on ten thousand dollars for that jazz funeral? <laughs> okay, period. You know, I love the part where they were like arguing about the money, and she's like, "Why does she get more than me?" And she was like, oh, "I had a baby." And they're like, "She made the mistake." And like, come on exactly. now. <laughs> she was me. I was like, "Girl, that's on you." <laughs> you yeah. got a kid, not me. <laughs> I really, really, I really like this episode. I think this may have been one of my favorite ones so far. Yeah. I I can agree with that for sure. Oh no, I don't see what anyone has to be mad about. I've seen, I've seen a thing about the lack of action, but I don't know. We just got a fight scene. But you, I think they mean like you know, straight up superhero fight scene. I can add it to a feats montage. Oh, like she about <laughs> to be jumping on buildings like Bruce. And yeah, like Bruce. She has sense. Why would she do that? <laughs> Yeah, and and I always ask this to the people who say that. Tell me when you saw her do that in the comics recently, quickly. <laughs> when she was big and ugly and nasty, like Bruce. Like, that's exactly. it. Not Please. She-Hulk. <laughs> she has an author. <laughs> somebody else. Please. That's not her vibe. That's not what she does. She lives Be a life. serious. She's a lawyer. She got a job. Exactly. She's only ever a superhero, in my opinion, when she's with the Avengers, like on the team doing that kind of stuff. I said that. And they be kicking her off because she still yeah. be trying to live her life and party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be hot girl. You know, you should really read the slot run of She Hulk. I think, like, everyone who has never read the run should read that run. I don't know why people hate slot. Everything I've ever, ever read from him has been good. Is that the only thing you read for him? I be. also, no, I also read his. <laughs> He wrote Superior Spider-Man, didn't he? Did, yes. That was good. That was hot. And those are the only two things I was going to recommend. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Makes a lot more sense. But (laughs) She-Hulk is really good. And it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend everyone read it. At least like the first arc where she gets kicked off the team because she keeps bringing guys home to Avengers Mansion. And they're like, uh, the same with this four. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he, but he also did the Arrow stuff, right? Is that him? The what stuff? Um, Arrows, the uh, Titan. He, he got, he got some of that nastiness in there, yes. But <laughs> it, was, it was dealt with. See? <laughs> See what I mean? But anyway, I don't anyway, <laughs> I really, I really like the show. Um, I really like Nikki. Um, in the show, she's a lot of. Fun. She's fun. I did miss Pug. Yeah, he's yeah, needed. I like the little trio that they have there. I like the. I don't know. I like the show. It's cute. The show's cute. It's good. It's like <laughs> it's when fun. the girls were bonding and she was talking about like you got a husband, you got a kid. She was like, ah, that's enough questions. <laughs> <laughs> I like when the. Um, I was watching this with. Um, good friends and when she hoax came to the wedding my friend's first thing out his mouth was now why does she come to her wedding and she hoax it's not her (laughs) (laughs) it's for the bride he was like he was like if my friend came to my wedding with their powers on i would be upset because like it's my day and of course that's exactly what happened exactly that's real life it's relatable it's girl talk it's cute people are crazy the show is fine i think 
it is probably actually going to be one of my favorites of the Disney Plus slate, which is not hard to do when you think about everything we've gotten, but it counts. I don't know. I don't know. Looking back, some of them were good. Not all of them, but some of them were good. I liked WandaVision. I did like um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, I like that. Really too. well done. Um, I liked Ms. Marvel. I liked She-Hulk. Only one I really didn't necessarily... I actually kind of liked Hawkeye. I only really... I liked uh, Kate Bishop the most in it and Yelena. Like, yeah, right. I like Kate Bishop and Yelena. Yeah, but I mean the show itself, like it wasn't terrible. Seen worse. I don't remember much of it outside of Kate Bishop and Yelena, to be perfectly honest with you. St. A lot of a lot of these <laughs> kind of run by really quickly. Roll <laughs> <laughs> right on into the next one, so that can mm-hmm. be a little. I do. I did like this Marvel. I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. I had some issues with it, but I liked the overall. I did not like Moon Knight. <laughs> oh, Moon Knight. <laughs> I liked Moon Knight. Uh, I don't know. I liked Moon Knight. Mm. I just forgot about it. But I liked, but I yeah. liked uh, <laughs> his acting. Kind of carried the show. His acting was phenomenal. I liked Layla too. It got me. No, he definitely does not need to return. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Please, no. Except like, so she's an Egyptian hero. She said, yeah. My girl. Uh, her swords and her, and her wings? Absolutely. Her her curly hair? Yes, queen. The fan art was nice. I don't know. I'm about to watch that scene again. You cleared that. You have fun with that. But anyway, She-Hulk is great. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really good. What would you like rate this episode? Um, On a scale of 5 or 10. I give it like a like a like a four, like a three point seven eight. You know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I, th- I thought it did what it needed to do. I thought it was a good time that served the plot. Again, like the show is just Jen kind of going through her day to day, and we get these subtle moments for her and her life as she Hulk versus Jen and how those things differ and how she's dealing with them. We're seeing how she finds love. Yes, more men might be attracted to her as she Hulk, but she needs to find a guy who likes her as Jen as well. And like, we're seeing that happen. Nice thing. It's cute. Don't trust that man at the wedding, girl. Yeah, he's definitely going to be somebody bad. He's definitely helping the bad guy. Because like, why would they just surveying her? She also needs to like be a little bit more serious about who she is. And <laughs> yeah. what she's doing because like mm-hmm. sister people are coming after you like you got attacked randomly while you were on your way to wherever and just you let it go I mean that's that could also just be the life of a woman like <laughs> that is also true I do okay. I, what did you think about yeah, uh, the intelligentsia like isn't that isn't the supreme isn't that a real group in Marvel it sounds like it I think they are I if you say intelligentsia it it's like a I feel like a lot of Marvel groups use intelligence or something with an I in their name. Intelligence. See, I know what I'm talking about. Wow, the Zarek. I said you do. It is a group. I said it sounds like I said if you say it's right, it's true. I believe you. It's like, um, oh, oh. 
Educators Professor. Okay. It's Modoc. Oh, that's why I don't know. I knew I knew that name. That's what I know. <laughs> like Modoc. Um, and I do think that they're probably going to make AIM and Modoc probably like a bigger thing. The rumor is that Modoc is in um, Ant Man and is it Ant Man and the Watch Mania or is it just Ant Man? Quantum Mania. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Allegedly. But if it happens, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) So overall, I would probably end up giving the episode like a four out of five. I enjoyed it. Okay. Like more like a three point seven five out of eight. I I, I, I was gonna say I said three point seven eight. Thank you very much. I know. I know what I said. (laughs) It's just there. It's, It's cute. I like it. It's like. I am interested to see when Daredevil finally like pops up, what that's gonna give. It's probably gonna be the last episode. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate all the support and all of your questions and comments, and we try to respond to whoever we can. Um you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at Uncanny LZ. Kenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenan Alliance. As always, there's an underscore at there. All right, y'all. Let's get up out of here and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Out.